Hello and welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk everything toys and everything pop culture. G'day, I'm Trent and it is wonderful to have your company today for this special episode of Toy Power. We've got an emergency Toy Power meeting that we've called to chat all things toys and in particular a little bit of a recap on Lego Masters Australia Season 2. Joining me today in the virtual Toy Power studio, we've got Frank. Yo hoi hoi. Ben. G'day, g'day. And Darren. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us. We thought we'd take this opportunity just to maybe reflect because we've had one full week of um, Lego Masters now airing in Australia, and that has included three builds, three challenges, and culminating in the final elimination that aired on the Tuesday night. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts coming in? We were all huge fans of season one and loved it. Um, what are your thoughts now on season two? Has it met your expectations? Well, first of all, let's just get the elephant in the room out of the way. We were all hard in mouths, pretty nervous when you ended up in the bottom two of the first elimination. And we're sitting there going, oh boy, we've been you know pumping this up the whole time and our boy is going to be first, first to go home on the chopping block. Um, it wasn't to be, uh, f- thankfully for you, um, unfortunately for the... Um, the girls that did go home but look overall um without giving uh, spoilers we have potentially a a us-based uh, lego guest lined up who has been watching uh, the the three episodes that have it and he was there's a guy who was on the us lego masters keep that in mind and he was blown away he was just like well you guys just keep ramping this up and he's exactly right um Hamish makes lots of jokes about, you know, things are some of the, some of the same, some are different from season two. And already after you, you have your introductory episode and by episode two, they're, they're ramping things up and, and the challenges just seem all the more crazy again. So uh, the, the, the addition of, uh, of Geordie, I love that. Like that, yes. that's that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that blew cool. me away. And, yeah. and then when they just, uh, they've obviously, you know, probably a bit of pre-filming involved, but they, do you elect to use Geordie? And he's down on his haunches, ready to run. He's like, nah, nah, not today, Geordie. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> just goes and sit down. <laughs> uh, wonderful. I think Hamish is as sharp as he's ever been. Uh, brick man, um, you know, perfectly perfect foil i think there's a bit more um interaction between those two where Brickman's getting involved in some of the the jokes and the hijinks that, that hamish kind of brings so yeah i'm absolutely loving it so far what about you ben uh, i'm loving it it's it's just the perfect sit down family viewing tv like there's not many shows that the kids and and uh, us adults can you know watch together so to speak and uh, I'm just loving it. You know, each dad break, the kids are building Lego while they're, you know, nice. um, thing. it's just such a, uh, you know, encouragement for them coming up with their own creations and things. And uh, I just, I think it's fantastic. We just finished watching the US uh, Lego Masters, which was great. And um, it's also, you know, it's, it's so cool to have something, you know, home hometown and, you know, championing on for old Trent there, uh, <laughs> you know, saying, oh, that's daddy's friend and, you know, everything <laughs> like that. So, yeah, I love it. It's great. Yeah. So like everyone else, I'm absolutely loving it. I don't like reality television as a rule. Um, it's just not my thing. I find that it's offensive. It always it always treats people as if they're the last common denominator, and and it really couldn't couldn't be um, more extreme in the worst possible way. This is a direct contrast to this. This is absolute feel good television at its finest, at a time when when Australia and the world needs it most of all. 
So for me, this is this is this is golden in in that the timing it, it's fun, it's energetic. There's lots of humour to it. There's obviously toys for people like us to geek out at, um, which is great. But the added dimension is because we all know Trent. I've known him for 18 years. You know, we we all co-created this show, Toy Power with Trent. So to actually see, you know. Toy Power's Trent on on Lego Masters <laughs> is just so awesome, and and um, you know he's you know he's doing us proud. I think just just first of all to get there, but you know then you know he's he's um, he's being the Trent we know. He's interacting with people in a really calm and respectful way, um, or you know calm most of the time. But um, certainly, <laughs> one certainly thing I got to respectful and and you know bringing that enthusiasm and that love of toys and that love of Lego um, to the forefront as well, which you expect from Trent. So mm-hmm. really, really. In enjoying enjoying that and it's sit down television as Ben said that the whole family can get behind you know my parents are watching it and, and loving it they watch season one as well um, so that's not surprising and and um, they've seen um, a good chunk of the US Lego Masters as well so it's not surprising they're watching it but of course they, they know Trent too and they want to see see Trent doing well as well so it's something that we've all all been able to get behind and, and I've, it's just terrific one thing I like is that uh, Trent emits a lot of uh, motion through his face. He, does. Right? he might not be the sexiest man on the uh, on the uh, you know show. I think Leave Andrew that wins boy, that uh, award. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, just the emotion like oh, five minutes left, and uh, Trent's face just lights up. The camera always finds Trent in the room and just yep. shows what Trent's you know face or some, someone drops their Lego or their Lego. Parts, you know, get crumbled in their hand, and all of a sudden the camera flashes to what? Oh, let's see what Trent's reaction is to this. (laughs) They know they've got one. My favourite has to be conflicted Trent, right? For I think it's episode two. No, it's episode three, sorry, where uh, you guys are building the Cinderella castle and you're focusing on the castle, you're doing that, that's your plan. Brickman comes along going, hey, this is the story of Cinderella. How about you start getting Cinderella? The castle's all well and good. Uh, and it, look, it's not an invalid point when, when you look at it. And then uh, your build partner there, uh, Trent Josh, turns around and just basically goes, nah, nah, forget what he says. Just, just keep doing what we're doing. And there's this moment where Trent just stands still. And it, it, you go, is, is he still breathing? I'm not sure. Because he's just, he's conflicted. He's like, but the judge, the guy who we're literally building this for has said, this is what to do. And we saw a, a bit of uh, that bite, bite teams in the ass from season one when they defied what Brickman said and it didn't work out too well for them. But then, you know, you're sitting there going, I don't want to piss off my build partner, Josh, here and go against his... What, what, what do I do? And I'm so glad that the cameras picked up on that and just sort of honed in on your face. And it was just like, oh, to be, to see what was going on in your mind and it kept at coming that point. back to it during the course of the episode. <laughs> yeah. You had had something. You had had, had something. You know, I'd be really keen to, to hear, Trent, what was going through your head while that, that was happening. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, Frank, Ben and I had a chat about it before you, before you joined um today and you know i have my theories of as i said i've known you a long time and you're usually calm cool and collected trent if anyone's calm and in control of the situation it's trent but that was a bit of a contrast yeah uh, it it, look this is a a pressure environment yeah yeah, i have to get that that clear and and there'll be moments here where you really feel the pressure and that that's going to come across in in the way i i react 
the, the funniest thing I saw was someone said that they thought their live stream had actually frozen at that moment. So that, I mean, that was classic. Cause I reckon it was about like six or seven seconds of that yeah, face and long... just trying to work it out. There is another clip that they've posted and I think it's a bit different to the show. Like it's got a bit more detail on Instagram and it's like a, a minute clip on that and it explores it. But I can tell you, cause basically it's, it, you know, it's all, it's all there. Brickman's come across and said, you know, Tell me about what you're building. And we and I've gone, you know, super giddy and excited. Oh, it's Cinderella. And he's like, well, I can't tell because there's no, there's no Cinderella. Yeah. Cinderella in there. I'm just seeing a big castle. And he's perfectly right. And at that point, we'd committed a lot of time to getting the castle established. And what what he was trying to say was he was he was trying to tell us, and, and Brickman is brilliant, right? Brickman is a master at not only Lego, not only building with Lego and the skills he's got, but also in storytelling, how he does that. So he knew we'd, we'd hit a snag, right, with the way we were telling our story. But, but Brickman's not going to come up and just tell you how to solve a problem. He wants mm. to flag it and get you to think about it. And what he, what he came up to us and said, like he said, where's Cinderella? Where's the story? There is mm. no story. It's not you the story to, about the castle. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about the castle. About, yeah. Focus on Cinderella and the story. Now, the problem we had in interpreting that was we'd gone in on this castle at minifigure scale. Mm. And when he said build Cinderella, my brain was saying, well, Cinderella is only going to take a minute to build because she's a minifigure. Mm. What I missed and what, what my brain was trying to work out and Leanne was saying, she, she goes, if you just thought about it a bit more you would have realized that what he was saying was you need to build a big cinderella this is the story don't worry about a yep. castle and a minifigure yep. thing build a big slipper build a big cinderella getting your slipper on we couldn't we couldn't kind of work that out we're like well he's telling us to build cinderella that's only going to take two minutes so mm. let's just keep building this castle and we'll put cinderella in at the end and so we totally missed the advice that he was giving and that was me really conflicted about saying oh what does he want us to do? Yeah. We're down the wrong path. And how yeah. do we do that? Josh was there going, build the castle, build the castle. We're going to build this castle. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that was what the face was, was that conflict of how to solve the problem mm. with the Brickman advice and with what Josh and I had planned. And really, if, if we'd had our time again, we almost would have, say, scrapped scrapped it and started again with a big Cinderella and a big slipper to make sure the story was super clear. But because we'd invested time in that, we almost didn't have that ability to kind of pull back and take his advice for what, what he was trying to say. Mm. So that, that's where we got stuck on that one. And that's a great learning for the show. Always listen to Brickman because his <laughs> advice is right. And um, we didn't do it. <laughs> we went into the show saying, we're going to listen to the judge. We're going to listen to Brickman. And this is what happened. So it's, it's just funny in the pressure environment and what the way you're trying to interpret the way he explains something, how you can go down the wrong path. And I really feel for people in season one where it looks really obvious. You know, yep. you go, what are you guys doing? Come on. But when you're in there. And a lot of that is how television is cut as well. Yeah. Versus like, how, how it's actually happening, I imagine, when you're in the, yeah. in the studio actually shooting it in the moment. Like from my... Uh, like, sorry, you go first, man. From my lounge room, you know, uh, 
couch, your castle looked awesome. But Brickman's picking up on things that we couldn't see, you know, without standing there and seeing it at different angles. Because the camera just essentially shot it from one or two separate angles. Mm. But Brickman could see the gaps that, you know, me on the couch couldn't see. So, yeah, you know... We- we had a lot of problems with that build brick. I mean, obviously, you know, Lego is an interlocking brick system, system. right? Yeah. And, and, and you've got to interlock it. Like, that's the whole point, mm. right? And, and what, what we've done, um, and it's not necessary. I think it does show it on the, in the episode where it cuts to our, our task. And jo- you see Josh building those curved walls. Um, he built those. And when I went to go and put the roof on, I had no way of kind of connecting his curve shape. Uh, into a, a structure so that that roof that went on the top just didn't snug down properly i couldn't yeah. solve the problem of how to connect that from what josh had built yeah and and was that because suddenly you pivoted back towards cinderella and didn't have time to finish the castle or was that look, something that was structurally always going to be a problem do you think oh, i think it was always going to be a problem i think we bit off more than we could chew with the, yeah. the size of the castle i'd love to unpack a couple of things i'm mindful of time but i'd love to unpack a couple of things and and you may only have time to get into them quickly but first of all i'd love to know um what what drew you to cinderella as the fairy tale that you chose to build that's the first part of the question and the second part of the question did you get distracted by the castle because, I guess, of the historical context of what Lego and castles have to do with each other? That it's always been a big part of Lego's history, particularly seventies, eighties, sort nineties, our sort of era of Lego. I just really love to know whether or not that that was that was just a natural distraction. This is fascinating. We we picked Cinderella, I think, because we thought of that moment where the clock strikes midnight. And how many elements are involved in that bit? Like, so if you think about it, this is in my head what Cinderella happened. Like, you know, Cinderella, the key moment is that panic that happens when the clock strikes 12 and she, she realized everything's coming undone. She might be found out for, for the fraud that she is. And so you've got that. We had the clock striking midnight. You've got the, we had the ugly stepsisters. We had the fairy godmother. We had the slipper coming off on the stairs and Cinderella running towards this carriage that was half a pumpkin and half a carriage. Um, we had the ballroom because it was a ball that was happening. So we mm. thought for minifigure scale, there were so many elements we could capture. Now, the other thing that is fascinating about this is for me, I mean, I haven't probably read Cinderella since I was a, a kid. And the one thing I remember from that story above all else, you know, above glass slippers and above, you know, Prince Charming that doesn't really interest me is that Prince Charming had a massive castle. Yeah, that, that was that. That's yeah, funny yeah, that's because it's not. I know it's not the story, but for me, that was the important thing. And and it's and I, I'm not trying to justify our choice, but I think we all interpret these fairy tales a little bit differently. And as a guy looking at a fairy tale about a princess yeah. and a prince charming, well, what am I interested in? I'm interested in this big ass castle. <laughs> yeah. kind of and, and don't worry about into. yeah. And don't worry about feeling like you have to justify this or that or the other. It's just fascinating to to try and get a, an idea of what's going through someone's head in that moment because we've not been on Lego Masters. We've not faced those sort of choices. And and it just struck me yeah. looking at it that I could, I could have been drawn to a castle as well because, you know, I had a really nice Lego castle set from my childhood, which I still have, which I received from from a birthday in I think nineteen eighty four from my parents. And um those things really 
really resonate with me. So I can see why they would. And then, of course, you've got Masters of the Universe and, you know, Castle Grayskull. I can see why why a castle would be be a big draw. Um, mm. It's just fascinating to sort of hear what might go through someone's mind in that moment when you've got to make a, a snap decision on what kind of build you're going to do. Yeah, yeah, and and I think the the probably some really clever choices. If I if I sort of think back on really iconic moments, I'd go, you know, Jack and the Beanstalk. Mm. There's a big beanstalk. Well, two people did that, didn't they? Yeah, and yeah that was yeah, interesting. Right. Yeah, and, you know, like and, and if I'd done that, I would have built a big beanstalk, right? Because then it's really obvious you're building it's in the Jack title. The yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in there. The other one I think is really clever at minifig scale was the um the Hansel and Gretel. Yes. Right? because that was so amazing. cool. Yeah, that that gingerbread house is you know they can put a lot of time and effort into that because that is the story, right? Mm. That's yeah. they're, they're drawn to. There's the the kitchen and she's cooking up all the and nasty that- stuff inside. The lights were with the cold. Yeah. They did the yeah. fireplace. There was a yeah. shot when they they had an enclosure, and I'm seeing this rotating thing with a light bar. I was like, "What is that? It's like looks like an industrial fan." But then when they complete it, and you're like, "Oh my god!" And the fact that the fireplace was lined up directly facing out the door behind the you know the evil witch and stuff, absolutely brilliant. And and I know it was made to be very stressful on on the show, but that 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 the roof was causing them problems because they'd gone to all this effort, so much effort on the inside in taking this lovely gingerbread house and having all the dark drab twisted stuff, I thought it was just a, a beautiful, you know, flip, but it tells a story without having to, you know, have any words on the page as it were. Yeah. And, and if you listen to Brickman's feedback on that one, he was like, you brought me, you know, I knew what it was straight away, right? I saw it gingerbread house. I saw the dark trees. I saw Hansel and Gretel going up the path. But then when I go closer I get another story open up. I get this contrast of the inside and it keeps giving. And that's what they nailed in that one. This, this concept of tell me the story, make it iconic and then give me the details as I go in to look for it. You don't want to kind of go, what is the model? And then you get in there and you go, Oh, that's what it's trying to tell me. And that's what ours did. Ours was like, what is it? It's a big, it's a car. Okay. There's an element. Ah, yep. I'm working out what it is. That was the problem we had with interpreting our model. And with Jackson and Alex, they nailed it from the start because their source material was the gingerbread house, right? Yeah. So you learn those things. These are learning um, things that we, we go through. And, and really what Brickman would be trying to do is if, if you're going to be a final contestant, right? If you make it to the finale, he wants to arm you with all those storytelling tricks, all those technical skills, all those things that can mean you can actually present a good build in the finale. And that's what they're trying to do through these challenges is give you the skill set to, to compete at, at the end. So you've got to really kind of take what he's saying on and, and learn from it. And, and not only from your build, but the comments he gives you on other builds that you go, mm-hmm. they nailed it, they won. This is what and that's what I need to kind of take on board to, to try better, get better in, a ne- in the next challenge. Yeah, look, just, just going back an episode, we've talked a lot about episode three, which of course was the elimination challenge. Going back to the uh, explosion challenge, which is probably one of my favourites, I was always curious how the different materials were going to work out. Um, but the, the big question, we had it asked in our Discord even, people were the Summer and Iona's build with the shark tank and the multiple sharks. Um, there was people actually asking, hey, there's no way that that shark landed the way it did legit. Was that, you know, a bit of Hollywood magic CG'd in behind the scenes? Um, 
I can't imagine that it was, but I mean, Trent, you were there. That that was legit, I believe. Yeah, 100% legit. And we knew, because what they did is you can't see the explosion. It's just boom, and that's it, right? But straight after, they put it on a big screen on the back wall and they showed, so us, yep. showed us it. And, and everyone's watching it literally for the first time. And when that shark came down, you see the reaction on film. We're cheering, we're laughing, and it goes for ages. Like yeah. we, are just, we just cannot believe it. And we, we said at that point because it comes down straight like, down, straight so down. good. It's ridiculous. And we were saying this is one in a million. We knew that there would be people that wouldn't believe it because we could. We almost couldn't believe. Like if we hadn't been in that room, yeah, we're like this. This. It's just too ridiculous. And it even took out that guy. Yeah, like the, the, yeah. the, the sidekick the guy, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was ridiculous. But 100%, 100% legit. It was, yeah, yeah in, an incredible moment. And I reckon... Straight out of a Hollywood film as, oh, as it, meant to be described. You can it, absolutely believe. It, it was. And, and we were all so happy for Summer and Owen to get the win because, like, that... Look, for, for us, it was the most fun explosion, right? Being on yep. set, that was the one we all loved. Yep. And for them to win it was just perfect. Like that, they, they deserved that because, you know, they, they stacked the deck with, with all these sharks, sharks. Yeah. And, and they got a one in a million chance of it raining down perfectly in the, in the one in a million spot. Right. And that, that is just gold. It's just, and I think gold. that comes back to Brickman's advice again, because I think initially they had like half a dozen sharks in their tank and he goes, uh, maybe a few more sharks. Yeah. And in, imagine if they didn't do that, yeah. um, you know, what it could have been. Um, they, they were even studded into a pose. Yes, and later correct. on, they just, they just uh, tipped them to yeah, sharks in, them in. To, <laughs> yeah, for the explosion. Because what, what they were building for, if you look at it, the, at the start, they were building for what it looked like as a sequence. Yep. And Brickman's advice was, or well, you're building that for what it looks like now, or you're building it for the explosion. Explosion, yeah. And, 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 and so tipping you know, 70 sharks in was by far the, the, the right decision. So he's very clever. If you can listen to his feedback and you understand what he's saying and, and can interpret it, because it won't always be crystal clear. Yeah, it's cryptic. It, 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 he knows what he's doing, right? Um, so, yeah... I, I would, you know, I, I would say to everyone, you know, Brickman is a, a very considered, he, he, they spend a lot of time on the judging. It's, it's very considered. Um, obviously there's going to be things that people don't necessarily agree with, but hmm. I, I would say like, he's, he's got a tough job and he does it very, very well with a lot of consideration. You know, Brickman's the kind of guy he, he, if he was making the show, I don't think he'd want eliminations because he, his view would be Legos about, you know, he didn't want to blow them up. Oh, yeah. and, and you yeah. could see his That's face fine. even at that first elimination. Like, at first elimination, by that stage, yes, he, he would know the contestants, but I can understand when in these sorts of things, when the hosts or whatever get emotional at the end of a, a three-month-long shoot or whatever. But for the first elimination, you, if for those who watch a lot of reality TV, it's often just, I'm sorry, who was that? Okay, they're gone. It doesn't matter. But you see the emotion on Brickman's face. He's like... I don't want you guys to go. You guys are and fantastic builders. One yeah. as well. Same thing. Exactly yeah. right. He's um yeah he's a really interesting guy. I guess having watched the the US Lego Masters, which we're going to talk about on on the show proper a little bit later. Um, do you think there's any credence to having two judges as opposed to one? Or does Hamish actually get a vote in this at all? Like, because I guess just to your point, Trent, about people having differing opinions, and at the end of the day, it's an art judging competition, right? Yes. People are always going to have differing opinions on this. Um, 
but do you think it's uh, a good or bad thing that it comes down to one person's opinion as opposed to say two judges? Yeah, look, I, I, I like the, the two judges seem to work well from the U S season, but Brickman mm. is, he knows what he's doing, right? Yeah. Um, he, he's a, he's a master. He's a certified professional Lego builder. And there's only about 13 of those in the world. So I think he's more than qualified to, to do it as a, as a single judge. Uh, yeah, I think it's just one. I just of feel like it's a, it's a lot of pressure on on one person. You know, if you've got someone else someone who's of that same it. sort yeah. of rank, yeah, to bounce yeah. off of and and you know discuss it through. I mean, Hamish is is not at that level. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, I don't well, know. It's just yeah. interesting. My my take on it is once once you've got Will Will there and you've got the two judges and then you've got a guest. That's yeah. a lot of people crowding around, yeah. hogging the camera. Sure. Like, you know, t- taking all the jokes and, you know, uh, creating atmosphere when you're actually there to sit and watch what the contestants, contestants. are building. And, yeah. you know, yep. and then That's you fair. feel there's a lot of forced jokes, right? You know, and, and some of the jokes got a little bit, uh, uh, you know, long in the tooth, I thought, especially when, um, uh, what's his name? The big um, muscly guy. Terry uh, Crews. Terry Crews came on. <laughs> I thought that was funny the first couple of times, you know, who's the sidekick and who's not. But then the 17th time that yeah. joke came up, it's like, come on, guys, it's not funny anymore. Yeah. Like, so that that's when I got a bit like, okay, there's too many people trying to make a joke. Too many There's cooks. too many people judging, trying to, you know, call I'm the best, I'm the judger here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just that's where I think maybe one host, one judge... And that's it is probably enough. And maybe and, and every now and again, you can have a special... The, the builders and the builders. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. 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 No yeah. point. So I know you can't comment too much on this, Trent. So maybe the three of us will just quickly whip around and go, who are who are the builders that have the, the teams that have impressed us the most and the ones where you go, even at this early stage of the comp, these are the ones to look out for who are potentially going to go all the way. Obviously, all three of us are going to say Trent's going to go all the way. That's what we get paid to do. But um, look, for me, it's Don't the... Don't forget to pass, Trent. <laughs> Check, checks in the mail um, I think the, the two guys from Queensland uh, you might have to help me out with the names here Trent Andrew and, and Damien. Damien I think they the fact that they that their, their background story of meeting at a, a Lego expo is, is wonderful I think they've got very sort of complementary skills and the two boys from WA as well they they just seem to know each other despite the fact I can't tell them apart at a distance oh, um, Jackson and Alex <laughs> The yeah. Guys, yeah, the long, yeah. How he hasn't, how he hasn't been stacking bricks and got his hair caught in that, the, that the bloody yeah. stack. Yeah, that happens if they show yeah. that in one of the episodes. His hair gets caught and it, it pops a brick right. off. And okay. I'm like, I knew yeah. that was going to happen. Yeah. Anyway, I think those guys have a really good. Um, comp, uh, those two teams in particular for me have a really complementary set of skills. Like they each um, work off each other really well. What uh, What about you? Ben, who you who yeah, cut copy paste exactly yeah. right. I I think uh, Damien and Andrew are absolutely master builders. Like they, you know, the the fact that Brickman went up to them and they did that eye tower, you know, mm. the, the eye eyesel and the thing that was just amazing. And Brickman's could see their talent and be like, right, I'm going to challenge you. I want yep. the eyes to rotate, and bam, they yep. did it. They they did it, and it was just such an amazing build for for such an early build in the um you know, in the season, in the journey. So amazing. But uh, Jackson and Alex have, see things differently, I feel, to everybody else. And no disrespect, Trent, I don't know which 
path you go down and things because I can't see the future or anything. But uh, Jackson and Alex, you know, they've done that um, uh, steampunk, you know, outfit the island, you know, yep. uh, thing. I thought that was really cool. And the Hansel and Gretel, they, that was just something no one else did. Everyone's jumping to do Jack and the Beanstalk and things like that. But, um, uh, and they've got a bit of creativity with uh, Technic Lego and all that stuff. So I think they're going to be uh, very imaginative in a way that is unique. Uh, yep. And um, well so I, I like that. Darren? Yeah, early thoughts. Um, obviously, our, our man Trent is is going to absolutely smash it and and win the whole thing. But assuming something went wrong and he had an off day or something, <laughs> you'd have to say Andrew and and Damien uh, are you know um, right up there. You know that they won um, the golden brick and the Geordie brick early on, and and um, you know they've maintained a high standard in the in the all three of the episodes we've seen since. You know couple of little little fumbles but they've learnt from them and, and regrouped really really quickly which is always always um important um i think um like you said um like you both said you know jackson and i've just forgotten the other gentleman's name from western alex. australia alex yeah yeah alex uh, they they really know their stuff and 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 you know i agree that they they i guess that their talents and their strengths sort of complement each other's you know they, they both seem to and, and they've had the added advantage of knowing each other and growing and developing mm. together rather than being thrown together you yeah. know um so yeah. I, I think those things will do them well i'd just like to talk um you know i i'm mindful of time so i do apologize but um i'd just like to talk very briefly if we can trent um about about runa and i've just forgotten the other young yeah, woman's Anna. name um, and, and about, you know, how well I thought they did. They might have been the first to go, but obviously, you know, one, they both had, had health issues and they both um, really developed. And, and really, Legos played a, a big role, particularly in Runa's um, recovery and, and that, which I think is just sensational. But the thing that really strikes me about this show, and it doesn't matter which season, which version you watch, is it's not like an ordinary reality show. There's no backstabbing, there's, there's no backbiting. Or anything. Uh, like I would. That. I'd say that this, this Australian version. Yeah, right, that's yeah. true. This season two, because even in the US one, there was a bit of uh, nitpicking and things. Yeah, and that's true. There was a little bit. Compared to ordinary yeah. reality shows, yeah. is, is pr probably down. But yeah. yeah, definitely the Australian one. Um, you guys seem to have a camaraderie and, and a closeness that that doesn't just sit within your own individual teams, but seems to span across all the teams. Um, so what what was that like, sort of seeing, you know, the first people go. Oh, it, it's it's heartbreaking. Um, you know, I still remember the the day that you know. I mean, I was in the bottom two. We we thought we were as much a chance to go as Annie and Runa, and 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 either way, it was a lose because either we were going home or some good friends of ours were going home, and we didn't want e either of that. So, I mean, in a way, if I'd if I'd gone at that point, yeah, it would have been crap. But at least Annie and Runa would have still been there, so yeah. that would have been good in a way. And it was always like that. I guess that feeling that you don't want anyone to go, uh, whether it's you or whether it's another team. So yeah. it's going to be crap, whatever happens. That was sort of the feeling. And, and, and Annie and Runa are both from South Australia as well, aren't they? Uh, no, they're, they're from uh, Melbourne. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, there's no, there's no nice way for elimination, but you know, what, what I would say is because while we're filming, you know, we're, we're, going out for dinners, we're catching up, we're going yep. to see movies, all that. So, you know, you see a very condensed time frame. 
but those friendships are really, really strong. And we chat every day with those guys. So it's, Mm. it's something that was tremendously difficult. And, and, you know, I think someone noticed that I I sort of had a tear in my eye when, when that elimination happened. And and if that was the case, that would have been, would have been genuine because that, that was the feeling. So, yeah, I mean, so happy for the experience to make the friendships, but you you don't want to see your friends go. And it's actually, it's, that it got standing up there got to me more than I thought it would. You know, I'm pretty, pretty rational, pretty calm sort of guy and, and, you know, enjoy the experience. But when you're up there and, and you're getting judged and you, you, you're being told about, you know, something you've put a lot of passion into and I guess what the deficiencies are, it actually does kind of strike a, strike a bit of a chord. So, mm-hmm. so whenever you know if anyone's going to go up there and go through that, you, you, you do feel for them. You feel that empathy yep. for, for what it's like. But but I guess the the silver lining is you know you've made those good friendships they're gonna they're gonna be still there for you you're gonna be still there for them and and um you know some someone's got to go and and like you said Annie and Runa could have gone all the way to yeah. to the to the final have a bad day you know the mermaid sort of fell apart at the end maybe they tried a few things that 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 didn't quite pay off as, exactly as they would have but they're only very small things that could have been from a bottom build to a top build so you know, I, I think that's the thing is anyone can go home at any, any point if you just miss the mark a little bit. I, um, I personally think uh, the whole Little Mermaid is borderline grey area on fairy tale. Right. That doesn't feel like a fairy tale. No, no offence to them. Like, I would have struggled deciding, hell, what is the fairy tale? Yeah. Like, you know, when, mm. when it comes to that, down to that crunch. But I just didn't feel that the Little Mermaid choice is a good, solid fairy tale choice to go for you know the three little pigs or something like that maybe maybe a bit more something that you know in a bit of a nursery rhyme type aspect um i don't know um mm-hmm. anyway one other thing I, I just a little slight nitpick for the show uh, that i didn't think they um explained that summer and i owner weren't going to be part of the episode three build because mm-hmm. they got the um the, the golden immunity yeah. like i didn't realize they weren't there until they showed up like standing with everybody else. And I'm like, hey, what did the girls build? <laughs> and Ree and I are just sitting there thinking, I can't remember. I can't remember what they built. And it wasn't until later, it's like, oh, because they got the gold brick, they weren't even part of yeah. this episode. Yeah. You know, I mean, no offense to Yeah, Hamish girls, sent them home at the start. Yeah, so, they came on. Yeah. Hamish made a comment. You might, I mean, you might have missed it. It was quick, pretty quick. Yeah. But he basically said, because you won the shark challenge, you don't need to build. We'll off see you again. And yeah. they went off. It's interesting because it I sort of, I sort of looked quick. at that and went, oh, at the very least, they should be able to build. But build build with fun because they yes. know yeah. there's no... no, no they don't have to go and home, and yeah. what I... What I would say is, as far as uh, uh, rules with that, you could say, you guys clearly can't get eliminated, so just build with everyone else and have fun, but you also can't be in the top two by the very nature of the fact you, you have immunity. You're not competing, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But anyway, that, that's how they, they've chosen to well, do that, it. And that's really interesting because it was different in the US where they built and then they could look at the build and everyone else's and then play it. the you, immunity. Yeah. Yeah, ah. you have to play it before yeah. you know what the challenge is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they could do that with the golden brick as well. I noticed. Yeah, well, yeah. you have to choose yeah. to do that. You can't say you can't like you know uh, if um, Summer and Iona had the 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 
the golden brick beforehand, they couldn't go, oh, well, wait till they build it and go, oh, this is a pretty crap build. We're going to play your immunity card. Yeah. I, I think that's that's makes sense the way they've done it. Yeah. Um, so no, we're not going to delve into spoilers. We're just about out of time. But I, we did see on the promos that I believe next week's challenge is build a hanging model. They basically give you... A, a single piece that's hanging from a string, I believe. And then you've got to build, and I'm not sure what the rest of the brief involves. Um, that, I just thinking about that, the logistical challenges of that boggles my mind. Because if it is, for argument's sake, and we, we saw brief flashes of it, and an airship or something like that, we all know it's hard enough to build a, a Lego model because it's, it's three-dimensional and you've got to get all the angles, let alone when it's moving on a piece of string, for crying out loud. Like, that's... Uh, it's going to be very interesting. I don't expect you to talk to that trend because obviously you don't want to be giving stuff away. But uh, I'm looking. That's that's something that's new, I believe. I don't think that sort of build challenge was in season one. No, so. no. I think this is a replacing the bridge, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, so they instead of yep. instead of the weights and which they just smash the uh, judges on. They just <laughs> no one anticipated they'd have to use that much weight, even yeah. in the US one, which was mind boggling. Yeah, that was huge. Uh, uh, I, I think this is now their next. Okay, we can't do a bridge because they just destroyed us. What <laughs> else can we do? Let's yeah. suspend a brick from you know a skyhook yeah. and see how the boys go you know, and yeah. uh, the contestants go. I, so. I mean, when Hamish talks about you, you got to push season two contestants because they've seen season one, they know what can be done. Hanging brick. No one has built like that before. I think it's pretty safe to say, right? Mm. Like you, you just wouldn't think to build a Lego model. You can't train you, yourself to. No. Yeah. Like, so How do you practice that at home? Yeah. In terms of who'd never done it before, yeah. and I think that's what makes this cha- this challenge is 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 going to push people to solve those problems. How do you think inside out? Right, mm. you've got to start from this core and, and build, build outwards. Yeah. Now, it, 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 if you just wait for some Trent um, puzzled yeah. expressions. <laughs> <laughs> so just okay, we're very mindful of time, and we've got yeah. to wrap it up. But I, for personally, from the uh, three builds or four, technically four builds that you've done, Trent, I thought your explosion mm. with the alien uh, coming out of the um, city with the hero running away was just epic. I really, really love that, and I thought you were clever in the sense of doing the alien having the explosion of slime i yeah. thought that okay. they, they two two work together hand in hand so um yeah congratulations man that was epic and um no matter what the worst you in your mind your worst build it's still 10 times better than what i can personally <laughs> and a little exactly well done right. brother a little, thank you thank you sir a little easter egg in that build we've got there's a spaceship to the right um that actually has josh and i in there Nice. And, and yeah. it's, it's a docking bay that it's launching from. It's docking bay 94. <laughs> so uh, no, no one sort of picked anything up on that uh, or mentioned it. So just for the, pu- was, for the Star Wars purists out there. Yeah, I certainly that. picked up on it as soon as you mentioned it. That's very, very cool. I love that it's docking bay 94. It was very um, uh, quick, quick judged. Like some, some people got a lot of judging. Yeah. Others like yourself, unfortunately, was like, wham, bam, good, good, good next person moving on like, yeah that, and that's that's in the editing process but yeah to trend's point there's a little bit there's a great video um what's the guy's name who does like those interviews that are appearing on social media at cheap jokes andrew yeah. Mori. he's cheap great jo- great yeah guy, great and and he and he sits out. down with uh our boys uh, Josh, uh 
Tosh, <laughs> Trent and Josh. And there's a good, it's a good 15-minute uh, interview, I think. And they give you the inside baseball on, um, you know, the, exactly to your point, the little escape pod and, and all that sort of stuff. So, and yeah, I didn't know, like you said, the, the, the alien's head was hollow at the back because you know it's going to explode, right? That's You don't see that on the show when you've got, you know, eight other teams to, to sort of get through in the edit. So, yeah, brilliant. Hoping oh, to right. make this a uh, weekly thing, so we yeah, go look, I through. Think, I think um, we, we probably should just to recap on the episodes yep, as yep. they've gone, just to sort of chat through. And it's a nice little record for for Toy Power Archives yep. to sort of. I mean, if we if we try to do this on the show proper, then it might as well be Trent's show all about Lego, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah we'll have, still have played, our regular. <laughs> we'll still have our regular show going on in the background, but this will be bonus apps, and we'll try and keep it uh, as punchy and uh, you know shorter than, than normal. Um, yeah, yeah, going forward. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning into this special episode. Thanks guys for your wonderful comments and we'll see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey. You can find the toy power team at all the usual online places, facebook.com slash toy power podcast at toy power podcast on both Twitter and Instagram, or have your say and email us toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people. Want to learn more? Go to giantsizeteamup.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're... Yeah. Oh, oh, oh.